0: If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Last week on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption, we talked to Kelly about her adoption reunification journey, and today we're going to be talking about the same topic, but we're going to be coming at it from a different angle and from a different perspective. Today we'll be talking to her adoptive parents, Bruce and Lucy. Now, Bruce and Lucy have agreed to be interviewed for this podcast. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're recording now, and I appreciate you taking your time, Bruce. Before we get into the reunification part of the issue, when it comes to the adoption, I'm kind of curious, just for myself, what uh, led you to looking at adoption as an avenue you would choose? We wanted children, and there wasn't another way to have a child. That's fair. That's a very fair uh, assessment of it. Okay, now we will jump into the uh, adoption process, or the uh, reunification, actually. And I wanted to know what your initial reaction to, was to Kelly saying that, hey, I want to uh, reconnect with my birth mother.
2: Well, let me let me clean up the record a little bit. Certainly. Uh, Kelly didn't say, I want to uh, communicate with my birth mother. Kelly communicated that, I have communicated with my birth mother. <laughs> so, okay, so it was a thing of timing. Understood. Yeah, and I and I think the the timing is significant, Ron. the the, uh, the main issue for us might be different than other couples. When Kelly told us that she had con- had found Donna in the first place, mm-hmm. um, she was in her 30s. So it wasn't as though Lucy and I were sitting here dealing with a petulant teenager that was basically saying, you won't let me stay out late. So I'm going to go find my birth mother. Right. Uh, and if my memory is correct, some of what stimulated that was a health issue of her then husband. And Kelly kind of realized she had no health information of her own from, from her birth parents. So I think that's what set her out. And, um, she communicated, she found Donna and uh, uh, she talked to Lucy about it and she talked to me about it Lucy may have will certainly have different different thoughts, mm-hmm. but the reality was th- this was a, a grown woman with her own children, and um, we didn't care I didn't care um, in fact if i if I had a an opinion it was good good for her that's that's uh, uh a nice thing that she was able to do. And she, she was with Donna and um, they had some good years together. I think initially she was pretty excited about having found her half brothers. And, you know, we knew about what was going on with her visits and her conversations. Um, I had Donna on my Facebook and occasionally we would get, we would communicate I don't recall if Lucy did, but I had Donna on my Facebook and she would respond from time to time Um, And she would. um, uh, It was interesting. It was an interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, Donna was always suspicious of the process of adoption. Donna was always concerned or or always believed that there was some black market transaction going on, that, that the attorney got a whole lot of money. Right, uh, and um, uh, still so, remember, this was 1973. So, um, uh, as I recall, in fact, we even got the the invoice for the attorney's fees out and showed it to Kelly so that she could show it to Don. It was like fifteen
0: hundred dollars, you know. So, right, uh, which is a far yeah, cry really, from what it is today. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, he, he, he made
0: a fortune, right? Right, <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> yes. probably retired on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, not likely because he was still working when Kelly found him mm-hmm. in Columbus uh, years ago. Anyway, uh, that was a that was something that sadly Donna never was able to accept. Never, mm-hmm. never resolved in her mind, to my knowledge. But I, uh, that, that that's the way we feel. It was a good thing,
0: right? And I got to say that uh, the work that Kelly's been doing and the changes in the adoption a- industry itself have been. Huge in that, you know, everything's not hidden away. And I, you know, especially with the uh, open adoptions, you're seeing more now. I think that's important for the birth mother to come to terms with what's gone on and that she hasn't been, you know, her baby wasn't taken by some cabal and, you know, just, yeah. So I think that's important. And what Kelly's done through the years is amazing. And I I really commend you on your support for did you. Did this surprise you that, like you said, she wasn't 18, 19 years old when this happened. She was in her 30s. And did it kind of surprise you? Like, oh, well, I didn't realize you, you know, or just you, you seem to have taken it in stride. Well,
2: yes. Uh, it, did it surprise us? N- not really. I mean, although Kelly... Nor our son Michael have ever expressed, had ever expressed much interest in finding birth parents. I think Kelly did much later, but I think again it was more of a health thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Kelly was always the adult in that relationship, by the way, and um, and in fact when she got, I remember when she got on the phone with the attorney and um, and Donna because they were gonna, she was trying to resolve this thing in Donna's mind. And, and she literally, she was on the other phone and she let Donna know. She said, if you get out of line on this, I'm disconnecting the call. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a different relationship there. The other thing, Ron, it may be of, of some interest in, in Columbus where Kelly was adopted. It was a private adoption and we went through an attorney. Mm-hmm. As, it, as it turned out, it was the real estate attorney that helped us buy our first house. Huh. Um, when we got to Missouri in St. Louis, where Michael was born, Uh, we thought that's the way the process would work. And we quickly found out, no, it had to be done through uh, some agent agency. And Lucy always used to joke that it was the 80 year old virgin that was running this thing that was, uh, you know, determining who got kids and who didn't. (laughs) Uh, So it was a very, very different experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, I don't want to diverge too much, but our son, Michael was just who's also in his forties now, um, not too long ago received a hit, if you will, from somebody on a Twenty Three andme site who basically contacted him and said, "I think my brother's your father." Wow, how does and so he seem to feel about that? Once again, he he was surprised. He's never he's never gone looking, mm-hmm. but again, he's now of an age that says, "You know what? I need I need." health information I need to know what what's going on and so he has been proceeding with caution okay Um, and the real issue at that point was we know who the birth mother is and we've always told Michael that he can have that name if he wants he's never he said no I don't need it not yet okay nor does the record indicate who the father is and what what we needed to cool this woman's jets for is basically saying, look, we're not going to go any further until you have approached and discussed with your brother whether or not he wants to know about this. Because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he could be as shocked as Mike. <laughs> so <laughs> right. anyway, that's just, that's just two different experiences. But again, we weren't, we're not dealing with teenagers. We're dealing with grown people with their own kids.
0: Right right well you um, seem to have an amazing handle on this and good perspective and i'm very impressed do you have any advice for other parents like yourselves who their their adoptive children are thinking about reunification or searching out their birth mothers
2: no and i don't think i'm qualified to give any any um, advice to someone whose children are much younger than ours were when they did this mm-hmm. um Lucy and I, well, for me, I think we both turned out to be figured out that we're much better grandparents than parents. So you you just learn a hell of a lot more over that time. Um, no, they 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 both approached it maturely. And I guess that's the only way I would say it is, is what's the maturity level of the child that's seeking the reunification? And if if, uh, and, and what's the motivation again, if the motivation is I'm going to find someone that's going to let me smoke grass and stay out until noon. I mean, until midnight, <laughs> fine. That, that's a little different.
0: Right. But uh,
2: no, I don't have any information I, um,
0: <laughs> or, or advice. Uh, Bruce, I, I you just, have been just amazing. I want to thank you for taking your time to do this. I know you're a very busy man. And I also on a personal note, want to thank you for your service to the country. And it means a lot to a lot of us out here. Oh, thank
2: you very much. It's good talking to you,
0: Ron, and circle back if you need to. Lucy, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day. I do appreciate you uh, coming and telling us a little bit about your experience of Kelly's reunification process and what your thoughts are. First of all, do you have any thoughts that you just want to tell me right now
1: or I have always thought that it was all adopted children's right to know what their biological background was. And I also always thought it was their train to drive, that I couldn't say to Kelly when she was 16 or 18 or 21, okay, now you need to go out and find your biological roots. She was the one that was to always set the timeline. And if she ever came and asked me for any information, I would always tell her any and everything I knew. So... That was that has always been my philosophy since the day she was born. So when she called um, and said, I have just come back from Ohio where I have met my mother, my biological mother, you can ask me any questions you want. I said, okay. The train has left the station, and um, she was wonderful. She, she, I, she answered all the questions that I had. Um, she, and I think the thing that was the nicest for me was how happy Kelly sounded. Um, my, my desires as a, as an adopting mother, I didn't want either of my children to find somebody who didn't want to find them, or if they found out that they were the product of incest or rape, I. And anything else was on the table. And I have had friends. I knew a woman, she relinquished a child for adoption. He knocked on her door when she, he was about 35 and she slammed the door in his face. She said, you weren't supposed to find me. They, that's what the agencies told me. And that didn't happen to Kelly. And I'm so happy. (laughs) So that, that uh, everything else was fine. I'm glad she had a good relationship with Donna. I talked with her biological mother on the phone at one point. So the reunification was good. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope it is for everybody. And I, I honestly do think they have a right. When Kelly was born, um, all adoptions were closed and there was a movement underway. This was in the late sixties, early seventies, when adopting children were saying, wait a minute, I have the right to these records. And I agreed with them. I think they did. I, I think they do. Yeah. So, so when this
0: was all happening, it doesn't sound like it, but did you have any, maybe just inside yourself fears about what might be or
1: um, well, one of the trepidation? Questions- yeah. Um, yeah. No, other than the fact that I didn't want her to find somebody that, that didn't want want her to be found. Right. Um, a, a trepidation, though, and a question that I asked Kelly that first night when she called me on the phone. Well, my first reaction was, wait a minute, you phoned to Columbus, Ohio and back and you're all right. But um, I, I asked her, I said, if you had to choose between your biological mother and me who would you choose and she said me and i said okay that's good <laughs> okay well you did uh, the i mean you're
0: both her mother you always will be and it's i i've always looked at adoption as a beautiful thing because as a young man i made bad choices in this regard and If there was anything I could ever do to take it back, I would. But uh, so what you and Bruce have done and the support that you show in just these interviews, I can tell that you guys are amazing, supportive parents, you know, not amazing, supportive adoptive parents, just amazing, supportive parents. You're wonderful people.
1: Thank you.
0: Do you you. think it affected her relationship with uh, her brother, Mike?
1: Um. I don't know because I don't know if they've talked about it, but I did mention to Mike, I said, Mike, if at any time you would like to find your biological roots, Kelly could help you. She can she can advise you legally. She can advise you emotionally, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And he said, I don't want to get involved in the mess that she did. But um as it's turned out through, I think it's 23 me, he's been approached by a woman who believes that she is our son's aunt. And so once again, he's, he has to drive the train. Right. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think Kelly and Mike need to talk by themselves in answer to your question, how, it, how it's affected him yeah yeah I
0: think that's great advice for yeah, both of them yeah. actually, and for any of the listeners out there kind of considering it. Do you have any advice for and I ask the same of Bruce for uh adoptive parents who their child might be going through thoughts of reunification? Do you have anything to help support them and give them courage and strength through this? Um,
1: I think all children, biological or otherwise are kind of on loan to us <laughs> <laughs> um I, and, um, and if, you, if you're going to try and hold on to and manage your child past a certain age, you're not going to be successful regardless. So I think if you can say to that adopted child, you know, I loved you, I raised you, I was the um, Girl Scout leader, I was the Little League player. Those moments are never going to be taken away from, from those adopting parents um, as, they, as they let go of their children, which you have to do. You just let, let you ha- you simply have to let them go. Um, So that that was always that's what I would tell them, that just because they're you've adopted this child doesn't mean you you've got to let them go. (laughs) You got roots and wings. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Yeah, just just do it that way. And that's a little difficult because I I, because maybe there isn't the biological tug. Uh, There's that extra little tug there. There wasn't for me, but I could see where people might feel that way.
0: I see exactly what you're saying. And I, I think it applies to all parents, adoptive, biological, you know, whatever. You got to raise them the best you can while you've got them. And yes. once it's their time to fly, I'm kind of going through that with my son right now. So it's really hitting home to me. So thank you um, very much. It, it's okay, very inspiring yeah. to know. Okay. And I so think I'm on you the have, right path.
1: Yeah. You have adopted, you have adopted children?
0: No, or, I have or, a biological son and he's kind of... Um, at that point where he's wanting to spread his wings and and make his own life. And it's like, OK, I, I'm here to support you, but <laughs> yeah. you're on your own until you need me. And then I'm here. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it's it's so it's a tough time. In fact, I just finished reading a booklet yesterday called Anxious People. And um, it, it was a, a funny um, fiction book, but mm-hmm. he was saying, why do, why are parents always judged by their worst decisions? And I went, yeah, you know, so <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I, 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 at times you feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, the reunification was good for us. And as I said, I have, I've had a couple of friends who's by, uh, adopted children have not had good reunifications, and I'm, and I'm so thankful that Kelly has mm-hmm. um, because, um, yeah, she's, she was loved by two, two families. Yeah, she is another, definitely yeah, blessed. Yeah, um, another thing that was interesting, and I don't know quite where this falls, and all of you maybe want to edit it out, but when Kelly was probably in about third or fourth grade, she seemed anxious that some woman was going to knock on our door and take her away. And I said, no, sweetie, I said, if that happens, I said, you go to the judge and you tell them where you want to live. And I think that gave her the control that she needed and wanted at that particular time with that particular question. Um, because you don't know what's rattling around in their brains, especially when they're in the playground. Oh, you're adopted. What about your real mother? Right. (laughs) I'm a real mother.
0: Absolutely you are. And a wonderful one at that. So, Lucy, thank you and thank Bruce both. You guys have been wonderful. And it's been very enlightening. And you also, I think, have shown our listeners a great amount of support and the amount of support that any parent Uh, needs, like I said, not just adoptive parents, but also just parents just biological Uh, adoptive parents
1: everybody right thank you ron appreciate it
0: we have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24 7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112 or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665 we can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place provide food and clothing and help you get started on creating an arizona adoption plan or just give you more information Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.